Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the Internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, making us sound good, representing a basketball team that, according to a graphic I saw on ESPN this morning, has a, I think it was like a 5% chance of making the playoffs. Don't hate. It's the Duchess of the Dork. It's actually Pickle. Go Spurs, go baby. Um, yeah, I saw that. I was like, because you know me, I have a very, I have a respectful but distant relationship with the NBA. Yeah, that's fair. I, I know, I like the NBA. Every time it's on, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I just don't, like I don't, I, there are people who are super into it and I just don't have the, it's you I don't with have baseball. the bandwidth. Yeah, it's me with baseball. I don't have the bandwidth. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's fair. Um, but, so I I think I always, this is going to sound like I'm, tr- I'm being a jerk, and I promise I'm not trying to be mm-hmm. a jerk. I always assume that the Spurs are, like, super good. Yeah. Because, generally speaking, over the course of the last 20 years, the mean season for the Spurs mm-hmm. has been being super good. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize. If they, if they, make, if they make the playoffs after these, like, first-round first round like the injury yeah. game stuff they, they will be 23 years straight in the playoffs the longest right. team to ever have done that so again right I'm go not, Spurs go so I'm not wrong <laughs> in that assumption so it was defensive okay? it was actually it was like shocking to see that graphic because they were like who's gonna get like the last one or two playoff spots or whatever they're fighting for and it was like Spurs at like five percent I was like wait what anyway there's that yeah get this go Mavs stuff out of the out of the comments i'm gonna i'm gonna block you all i'm gonna not buy, happening I am this is a spurs podcast whenever, now whenever we get um whenever the um uh, kid shoes come out um the kid oh, the version lucas. i'm getting the, i'm getting hank some lucas nice plain and simple today is monday july 13th 2020 136 days till thanksgiving rather Blah. episode 991 991 the jason standridge episode 991st all time in texas rangers history he played a grand total of two games in 2005. That is fascinating stuff. How about that? Thank you for bringing that to the table for us. Jason Standridge uh, drafted first round by the Tampa Bay Devil Rays out of Hewitt Trussville High School in Alabama. I could go on. Yeah, let's not. (laughs) On today's show, guys, big show today. Big show today. We're going to talk about 
the co- what looks like the college football move of canceling non-conference schedules and what that who would be the winners and losers from that um we'll talk about that here in the state of texas then we're gonna hear we're gonna be joined by motley county coach mike bigham talk about his number one ranked motley county matadors um looking to bring home a state championship we will hear from coach bigham coming up here at the back uh, back of the show but you need to stay tuned please say it how the graphic reads announcement <laughs> we have a very large announcement coming at the end of the show you do want to you do not want to miss it <laughs> you do not you do not want to miss it you do not want to miss it you do not want to miss it i will give you a small tease no it has to do with a large event dun, dun, dun. it's coming up here at the back of the show so stay with us okay let's talk a little bit about college football last week the big 10 Mm-hmm. knocked over the first big domino in college football when they announced that if football happens in the fall, they would be playing a conference-only season. We mentioned on Friday when we were talking about this that that doesn't have any impact on the state of Texas. There were no Big Ten games scheduled between, with Texas teams. Well, the Pac-12 soon followed suit. They will only play conference games in 2020 as well. Um, the Pac-12, there are four big... T- conference games uh, in in the state of Texas involving Pac-12 teams, non-conference teams, rather. So that did have an impact. I, has the ACC pulled the trigger on that yet? No, I do not believe okay. so. But that, there are reports that that is imminent. Yes. Look, I'm going to be honest, and I don't, you know, I'm going to make a prediction. I think that's going to be the way it goes. I think that is going to be the step that pretty much every conference takes. Um, I would imagine by the end of the month, January thirty or July thirty first. I feel like that's where you're gonna you're gonna go. Is I feel like every conference is going to start taking that that step and say, all right, we're gonna go to conference only schedule. That's my opinion. That's just me looking at the way the wind is blowing and making a prediction. So there's my prediction. Roofs me when I'm wrong. Anyway, let's now. So it hasn't happened yet, but let's work under the kind of premise for this conversation that there is no non-conference football games in 2020 that instead we're going to be playing conference only games everything mm-hmm. else is the same yep everything else is the same the playoff is the same all that fun stuff all the same but we are only playing conference games in 2020 that's the premise that hasn't happened yet that is the premise under which we're going to have this conversation okay Let's talk about winners and losers. Let's talk about who benefits and who is who, who which teams are hurt by this. So, which teams benefit and which teams is this detrimental to? Let's start with a winner. A winner. And a winner would be Power 5 conferences. Yes. I don't think it's really and this kind of ties into the next one as well. A winner is conf- Power 5 conferences. Because, A, they are still going to get all the TV money because a lot of the TV, basically all the TV money that they get are, are tied up into conference games, mm-hmm. right? So they're still going to get the TV money. Furthermore, they are non-conference games only really, especially against non-Power 5, group of 5 teams, 
only serve negative consequences for them. Okay? If Alabama loses to UTEP, Mm -hmm. like they play UTEP, there's a couple of big problems there. One, Alabama has to pay UTEP. Yep. So they're losing money there. And two, if they lose and they don't, even if they only win close, it hurts their impact. Or it hurts their um, right because that's going to come back. Even if they win out the rest of their games, it comes correct. back to bite them in the butt later, saying, "Well, you, well, you did didn't take care of business." Lose to UTEP. <laughs> yes. Furthermore, so it's like removing those, and especially the ones where you know the the team the, where you're playing the FCS team, or you're playing mm-hmm. the um, the 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 team from you know the the, the Mountain West, right? Mm-hmm. For Power Five conference teams, this is ultimately a positive for them. And it's also a positive with regards to what we're going to talk about with our first loser, which is party crashers. Yep. And what I mean by that are teams not from Power 5 conferences who think they have a shot at the playoff. Because here's the thing. The reason that the the reason that a team like Boise State goes and schedules, I don't know who's on their schedule, but goes and schedules a big-time non-conference opponent Mm -hmm. is so they can go and they can get a scalp. is So they can go and they can say, look what we did. We were able to go and play a team from the Big Ten, go and play a team from the Mm Pac-12, go and play a team from the ACC, go and play a team from the SEC, and beat them, and it raises the conference's profile, right? The... Mountain West wants to measure itself against the SEC because if the Mountain West proves they're as as good as the SEC or close to it, then that allows that team to have much more of an argument to get into the playoff. Mm -hmm. If you are a team like Houston or a team like SMU or a team like North Texas Mm -hmm. where you want to say, I want to go and make the playoff, You've got to go and you've got to win a big non-conference game. Just beating up on your conference, everybody, I'm, I'm not here saying it's right, but what I'm telling you is that if North Texas runs the table in Conference USA, everybody's going to look at North Texas and be like, yeah, but all they did was beat up on Conference USA. Yeah, and it's like... And they'd be left out of, of, of the playoff or, you know, they might go to a, a big bowl, but it's like that, that, like as far as, this basically guarantees, if there's no conference games, mm-hmm. this basically guarantees what we've always known, which is that the playoff is for Power 5 teams. Yeah. Plain and simple. Because, I mean, I know for a fact North Texas would be missing out on A&M, and that's a big paycheck yeah. coming in that way, and SMU and Houston. Like, even though those aren't, if, but you know, Power if, 5 schools, it's, it's one of those things that's hard to... But if but take. Here, let's take North Texas the North Texas example. Mm-hmm. If they go and beat A and M, which they'd be significant underdogs, I would say. Right. But if they were to go and beat A and M, they could at least have an argument. Then they what they do is they'd root for A and M to run the run the table the exactly. rest of the way. Because then it'd be like, hey, we beat them. Mm-hmm. This team that's awesome in the SEC. Yep. Let's talk about another winner. Speaking of the Aggies, I think Texas A and M is a big winner. Texas A and M, um. Because they're in the SEC, and the SEC is always going to get a little bit of a kiss from the the decision makers, all of their big games are still in front of them. And when you take a look at their non-conference schedule, Mm -hmm. with all due respect to some of the in-state teams that they're playing, there's not one. All all that's there are negatives, okay? Uh, If they were to play North Texas and North Texas were to play them within a touchdown, all that is is a negative for A&M. And as a team with legitimate playoff hopes... Mm -hmm. That's a negative. There's still enough 
clout on their schedule in conference to be able to give them the edge if they wanted to get in. Like, if they if they go 7-1 and one in conference, or if they play, what do they play, eight conference teams? If they go 7-1, and one, they'll have a chance to play off, theoretically, in this, mm-hmm. in this hypothetical world. They would have a chance to play off. Playing Colorado doesn't raise their profile that much. No, and that's even the thing is even if even if they beat them by by 30 points, if they still allow the other team to score yeah. 21 points, it's like, well, well what's, what's wrong, wrong with your defense? What's wrong with your, exactly. <laughs> so there's only downsides for that. So I think a removing that removes the possible downside mm-hmm. for them. Let's talk about a loser, though, which is their rival in Texas. I think this would be a bad thing for Texas. Specifically because, look, the the Big 12 is probably considered, I mean, it's the th- probably considered the third best Power 5 conference, I would say. SEC and Big 10 are definitely ahead of them. Yeah. I would say, And then I would say the Pac-12 is probably last in the, oh, oh, yeah. the ACC is not great outside Clemson. I was going to say, point you only is, have Clemson. <laughs> point is that really, as far as high-profile games are concerned, Texas is losing the biggest one, which is, they were going to LSU. Yes. That was going to be the showcase game. That was going to be the game that they go into Death Valley and win, if they did. If they do that, then they are right into the comp- into the national championship conversation. Exactly. Right? Losing that game now means that they're going to be playing the Kansases of the world and the Iowa States of the world. And, like, Iowa State's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if this is a beauty contest, then... The beauty contest is not going to favor the Big Twelve. No, absolutely they, they would have not. to basically. They only have one super high profile game, and that would be Texas against OU. Oklahoma. Yeah. So I think that that is. I think Texas. I think if, if if we're going conference only, I think Texas would be a loser in that situation. Let's talk about a winner. I think UTSA. Here's what I mean by that. Obviously, if we're going to, if if let's just say we kind of canceled non-conference schedule and everything else is the same, they're going to have to adjust what it means to be bowl eligible, right? Yes. Because expecting a team to get to six wins when you've only got eight games, that's too high of a bar, mm-hmm. okay? So, if that's the case, UTSA, if let's say, let's say they say you got to go 500 or better, mm-hmm. right? If you're UTSA... Suddenly, four games. you've got a lot of you've got games that were probably going to be losses. At least a couple of them that were definitely going to be losses. Now off your schedule, and you're replacing them. And now the games against the games that are a lot more winnable, the games against UAB, mm-hmm. the games against Rice, the Charlotte. games against UTEP and Charlotte, those games are going to be have a lot more weight to them. Right. And that's very interesting. And I think the other thing for them too that you think about is this gives them and teams like them uh, mm-hmm. more time to sit there and try and prepare for these games and they're not going to be worn out by having LSU defensive linemen just crushing their quarterback Correct. for you know 60 straight minutes um yeah so I think that's 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 key a loser would be Houston Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm pretty bullish on Houston this year I think they have a chance to really have a nice bounce back year I believe in Clayton Toon stuff like that but much in the same way that we were talking about Texas losing the LSU game, Houston losing the game against Washington State is bad because I think that that was a game that, A, they had a good chance to win mm-hmm. if, if they are as good as I think they have a chance to be. And, like, that was going to be the measurement of saying, hey, we just went on the road or, and beat a good Wazoo team. Mm-hmm. 
and we're able to, you know, take care of business against them. We compare well to a team that theoretically is in the top half of a Power 5 conference. Houston, I think, had party crasher potential, Mm -hmm. but without non-conference games, it's really hard to see that. Two more. Winner is home field advantage. Okay? Because if you are now only playing conference games, the... Obviously, the scheduling of your conference games are going to be a lot more important. And so, which games are at home, I think, is going to be a key component to that. Now, we don't know about the fans. We don't know about that. And we've had conversations about home field advantage before. But I think home field advantage is a big winner in this, as opposed to the neutral sites, I think, are the big losers. Specifically Mm -hmm. because we're losing Baylor Ole Miss, under this understanding. Um, we are losing a, a variety of other big-time non-conference games that happen at neutral sites. Alabama-USC is now, like, it's out because Pac-12 canceled. Mm-hmm. Like, that game was going to be in, in Arlington, right? So if you are a fan of neutral site games, basically we're now down to Texas OU. A&M, Arkansas. I think that's moving home and home now. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think they're done at AT&T. So... Now you are if 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 you like the neutral site game, this is a big loss for you. Anyway, that's what I think. There's a, a lot of moving parts here. We don't know what it's going to look like. We do know that two Power Five conferences have pulled the trigger and said we are going to um, we're moving exclusively to conference games only. If that's the case, I feel like everyone else is probably going to follow suit. And right. if that's the case, there are teams that benefit and teams for which this is I feel like it's almost inevitable that people have to follow suit for the sole fact of those games are going to be canceled, so what are the other people that we're right. playing those teams supposed like to do? Is, you, are we just going to have an SEC Big 12 challenge? Yeah. You know I mean, I'm I not mean? opposed to that. But. And that's that's the other thing that someone brought up is bring back the Texas versus Texas A&M game mm-hmm. as much as we would love for that yeah. to happen. It's one of those things that if they say they're going to cancel non-conference games, then there's no way that they can schedule that game. Even yes. though it's close, even though it's right up the road, it, it's not going to happen, right. which we would love for it to, but it won't. Yes. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. If you like this show, I'll just, you know, you get a lot of good stuff. You get two magazines, years worth of exclusive online content, blah, blah, blah. I'll just say this. If you like this show and you, you you want to support it and help make this show happen, becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider is the best way you can do that. So texasfootball.com slash subscribe is where you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Makes a great gift as well. Tomorrow is my anniversary, so get your sweetheart something for my anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. At texasfootball.com slash subscribe. I didn't do anything. Mainly to Tep Wife. I was going to say, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the head coach of, I've got the 2020 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football right here. I'm going to break this bad boy open. I'm going to go to 1A, and I'm going to talk about the number two ranked team in 1A Division Two. We go to Motley County to talk to the head matador. We're joined by Coach Mike Bigham. Coach, how are you? Doing, doing real well. Thanks for having us today. Absolutely. Appreciate you taking a little bit of time. I want to start with last year. Obviously, your run to the state championship game 
um, was a, a, a you know a remarkable season. You guys were able to put it together uh, and, and do some some big things there in, in Matador country. My question for you is, how does that fuel you guys going forward? The fact that you were able to get there, came up short in the state championship game against a good Richland Spring squad. How does that fuel you guys going forward? You know, I think it, it, it's beneficial in many ways, you know, for kids. But, you know, one of the main things I think it done for us is we were such a young football team. You know, we were playing lots of sophomores, a couple of juniors, uh, a couple of senior kids. And, and you know, I just think, you know, when you make deep runs and year after year competing, you know, and in, in, in deep, it, it builds a tradition here where the kids are, you know, they're more settled in and ready for that. Um the best they can be. I mean, you know, you play your semifinal game here this year and in, in, in a stadium that it may hold a thousand, twelve hundred, and then you play your state championship game down there in Cowboy Stadium, which is it's uh, remarkable that we get to play there. But they, you know, that, that's a big deal, you know, too. So you mentioned, you know, you mentioned the big stadium, and I'm, I'm always interested, especially at the, at the the real small school level. You guys are winning Division Two. I'm always interested in in how how you prepare for something like that. You mentioned you play your semifinal at a, at a small stadium, and then you go to a spaceship that has landed, landed in Arlington, and it's on national television. Yeah. Um, yeah I, how do you prepare I, you know, for that? I, it used to, you could prepare for it because the state championship games were, you know, were held in Abilene. Uh, you could play uh, in our area in West Texas. You know, you get into a, a Lowry Field or uh, Amarillo Dick Bivens Stadium. You know, you can you do some comparisons, and and that's one thing we talked about this year. Uh, well, with last year being the first time to be down at Cowboy Stadium, there really wasn't a way to to play in a stadium that competes with that type of atmosphere. You know, anywhere for for any of us. So playing your state championship or your semifinal game or quarterfinal ball game in, in big stadiums, you know, to get the kids used to it, you just really couldn't do that because there was there was zero comparison to, to playing down there in, in, in that. Uh, you guys are you mentioned how young you are you guys were last year and, and a lot of these guys are, are coming back. Um, but obviously the offseason has been thrown for a loop. Uh, I think it's fair to say. Um, how did you guys adjust? How did you stay connected to your guys? We talked to a lot of coaches at the 6A level and the 5A level who, you know, they're, they're doing all these Zoom meetings uh, and, and, and trying to, trying to you know, get, keep their kids together. How do you do that at the small school level? What were you guys doing, you know, while we were, we were unable to, to get together and practice? You know, you know, one of the things that we were in pretty heavy here and in, in small school wise, you know, we we use our player development, if you call it off season uh, also. But track season is huge for us here at Motley County. And, and I think for most schools, it is uh, if you're wanting to, to develop your kids. So player development went from 100 percent one night to zero uh, percent uh, with just a few phone calls. I think it was basically after our second track meet of the year. Uh, and everything's rolling right along like it's supposed to. And then uh, we leave for spring break and get the phone call and then all the news and everything blows up. And then from that point on, we were, you know, totally uh, remote, you know, talking to kids and trying to get things uh, out to everybody. But as far as player development went, uh, there just wasn't a whole lot that went on there for a, 
for a few months. Yeah, it's it's difficult to pull together. We're, we're talking with Mike Bigham, the head coach at Motley County here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Uh, coach, I want to talk a little bit about expectations. You know, we, we mentioned that you guys are ranked number two in some dumb magazine. Um, but you guys, um, you know, last year, last year you guys were, we thought you guys were going to be pretty good, but I think that it's fair to say that, that you exceeded our expectations and exceeded the expectations of, of many folks around, around the state. Uh, you're not going to, you're not going to sneak up on anybody this year. Uh, does that change anything about the way you guys approach the season? You know, uh, you know, one of the, the main things here is tradition. You know, we've, we've, uh, we've, we've been very successful, been very blessed with a lot of good, you know, families and kids and people that just bought into what we, what we do here. Uh, you know, we, we definitely want to, there's not a lot of change. You know, we want to compete in our, in our, uh, preseason, you know, to win those ball games and develop our kids. Uh, you know, we play all division one schools mm-hmm. to try to get us better. The Paducah's Valley, Spur, Crow, Knox City. Uh, those type schools, uh, you know, we want to try to win our district. And, and then again, uh, we want to try to be competing for a state championship. And, you know, that's something that, that if any coach at any level uh, should probably have, you should probably have those expectations uh, for their kids, uh, not to cut anybody short. But uh, you're exactly right. You know, we're not going to sneak up on anybody this year. Uh, we can't can't do any of that. Our kids are just so awesome. You know, they fought tooth and nail every ball game for us this year. And, you know, there was a couple of ball games in the playoffs uh, in uh, the quarterfinals and the semifinals. You know, we could have lost those games just as easy as we won them. You know, those teams were quality and, and, and our kids, you know, they just did a great job executing uh, late in ball games. Um, so one guy in particular you guys have coming back, it's, it's, it's pretty rare. I would say, I actually don't know if it's ever happened. Uh, but you have the uh, single-season all-time rushing leader coming back um, yes. in in Jake Richards, a guy who ran for more than 4,000 yards last year. He ran for, for more yards than, than Ken Hall did at the 11-man level. Um, sure. This is a guy who is, is our, uh, our, our 1A cover boy in the magazine. Um, this guy is, is – the numbers speak to, for themselves, but as the guy who gets to see him every day in practice, what is it about Jake Richards uh, that makes him special? You know, it, it, it's his demeanor, uh, his attitude, his work ethic. Uh, if you talk to Jake Richards and brought him in, you're probably not going to get very many words out of him. Uh, he's just a doer, and uh, it's not a kid that's going to talk a lot about it. He just he loves what he does. Uh, you know, Jake's Jake's work ethic and 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 what he does on the field is just it surpassed a lot of of good backs that we've had here. You know, we've had a lot of good backs here. Uh, sometimes I don't give him enough credit, you know, because we just, he just does what he does. And, uh, our kids do a good job of, of blocking for him. And, uh, and Jake's special. He is special. Uh, Mike Bigham of Motley County joining us. I want to ask you a little bit about realignment, Coach, because you guys got thrown for a loop. Uh, you're right. moving from Region One to Region Two, and you're 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 thrust into a, a very difficult district, uh, most especially at the top, as you guys are getting getting thrust into a district with Jayton. Uh, you've got other programs that have that have maybe struggled recently, but have had history of success in, in Southland, Guthrie, and uh, in, in Patton Springs. I'm interested in in, in as realignment comes out. Uh, your reaction, what, uh, how you guys feel like it, it shook out for you? You know, I, again, I think we looked at it uh, a few years ago. We got thrown off in the east. Mm-hmm. They put Montgomery County in the east. And and uh, so uh, Mr. Cocker and I, our superintendent, we're looking on there. We can't even find 
find us. We thought we thought we weren't even in scheduled to plays and had us put in the East bracket. So that threw us for a loop. And of course, this year, you know, putting us over in Region Two, uh, you know, we we were looking, 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 couldn't find us again. And hey, we look up, we're in Region Two and the whole deal. So, you know, we're going to see some new faces for sure. Uh, we've kind, we're kind of on the bubble, I guess, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We could either go in the East or, but we've never been Region Two. Always been Region One. And, uh, you know, it's if, if we're fortunate enough and healthy enough and, and, and you know, and do a good job uh, getting ourselves back to where we need to be, uh, I think we're going to play pretty stinking tough right off the bat, you know, in, in, in that region. So uh, I think they dropped down one of the better teams mm-hmm. in Division One last year was Balmer Ray, and, and that, that's in that region. So um, things could be very interesting really early. And, and, and to really put a fine point on people, for those who don't know what we're talking about um, – Matador is basically just outside of Lubbock. It is technically east of Lubbock, I guess. But if that's the dividing line for being in the east bracket, uh, that's you know, then then goodness, you, you talk about a, a a big state and a varied state. Uh, one last question for for Mike Bigham, the head coach at Motley County. Coach, I, I texted you yesterday to um, to book you for this interview. And um, you texted back, and were very gracious. Said yes, absolutely, I'd I'd love to do this. Um, and then you called me because, and this is the first time this has ever happened, <laughs> you, th- you thought you were getting pranked? <laughs> you know, I, I think a lot like Jake Richards, you know, put him on the spot a little bit. You know, we were humble, man. We just want to work hard and do good things and, and, you know, and help do good things with kids and, 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 and just reach goals, you know. And, and, and sometimes in our, in our level, we've – We've got some pretty much characters out there, uh, coaching wise, and they and they call and they they do a lot of pranking. So uh, we're all subject to uh, making that phone call every once in a while. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make you so I'm, I'm gonna make you call somebody out. It did you who did you think who would be the big the the, the biggest uh, suspect if this were a prank? Who would have been the biggest uh, your number one suspect? You know. You wake up knowing if you get a phone call, this kind of thing. And and, and, and I've known the guy for nearly 20 years now. And, and uh, Dwayne Lee just does an amazing job, I guess you would say, of making you believe it's real. And then after so many pranks, you sit here and go, okay, I really have to call and find out if this is the real deal or am I being pranked. So he's a good buddy, but there are times where uh, – it sure makes you wonder, you know, what's going on. He's Mike Bigum. He's completing what is a very real interview from Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Uh, it's with Motley County Matadors. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on a fantastic 2019, uh, and uh, best of luck down the road. Thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all having us. There he goes, Mike Bigum. Got to watch those pranksters out there, man. Look, I that has never. I have booked hundreds of guests for this show. <laughs> That's not a, a, you know, hundreds and hundreds of guests for the show. And I've never had a coach think it was a prank. They're not messing around out there in but Motley you know County. What? Here's the thing about Dwayne Lee. <laughs> I can see it, too. He, he's a guy that I'm glad. I think he likes me. A guy that I think we're on his good side. And um, I know his wife likes me. I'll say that his wife his wife's a fan. So that's the most important. Well, don't thing. mess this but up. I will I, I will say that that I feel like Dwayne Lee at Strawn is definitely a big time prankster. <laughs> a prankster. You'll anyway, love to see it. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate Mike Bigham uh, of Motley County for being our guest. It was I I like my phone rang and I was like, oh you know I guess coach has a question about how the interview's gonna go or maybe. Mm-hmm. 
I've been getting calls from coaches about like, what do you think about football and football and right, stuff like that? Right, and I was right. like, okay, well, maybe it's going to be something like that. And so he's like, hey, I just wanted to make sure it was you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Oh, my what? God. I was like, oh, it's too perfect. <laughs> this is so great. It just makes it so much better because it's a small school. Like, it's not like it's no. Galena Park, North Shore. You know, like, that's it makes my heart happy. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that small town trolling, man. Perfect. <laughs> I anyway. don't love to see it. All right. So in lieu of final thoughts, in lieu of final thoughts, we have our own final thoughts because I've been telling you. We got an a, announcement. We got a big announcement. A large announcement for Texas Football Today fans. A large, large announcement. And here it is. is coming july 31st friday july 31st right here facebook.com slash dave campbells and on texasfootball.com slash live it is coming july 31st and yes seven seven hours hours. we told you that this was not only big it was dumb big and dumb dumb idea (laughs) we're doing a seven hour live show for episode 1000 Friday, July 31st. We're going to have huge guests throughout. We're going to be talking all sorts of football and we're going to be raising money for charity as well. We'll be announcing the charity coming up later this week, but there you go. Mark your calendars. Friday, July 31st, 9 a.m. We kick it off. We go all the way till 4 p.m. Pickle and I are going to pass out I have to listen to him talk for seven hours, so seven please join hours. me in the comments so I'm not the only one that has to do it. You will not want to miss this. It is episode 1000 We're of so Texas excited. Football <laughs> Today, Friday, July 31st, a seven-hour live show, special guests throughout. We're going to be raising money for charity. It's going to be a lot of fun. You will not want to, you will not <laughs> want to miss it. It is going to be fantastic. Don't miss it. Texas Football Today 1000. Hashtag TFT 1000. Coming to you Friday, July 31st, starting at 9 a.m. Best comment so far, Mies, the charity, the Greg Powers Memorial Charity. It may be the Greg Powers <laughs> Memorial Fund. Um, yes, we're going to uh, we're going to be raising money, which I will say this. We, we've got some ideas, but I'm always open to other ideas um, for for the charity of, of your choice. If you if you know a, a worthy charity that it would be uh, it would be good for us to, to raise money for. Uh, let us know in the comments and stuff like that. But we or are tweet us or tweet us at, we're fixed to be at, at Tepper or at Ashley underscore pickle 12. There you go. Um, but anyway. We are very excited about our episode 1000. We yeah. started this dumb show back in, I guess it was late 2015, like October 2015. And now, uh, almost five years on, we're getting to episode 1000. So it's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Friday, July 31st. You will not want to miss it. And I don't know. It's going to be crazy. Seven Excuse hours. Me. My goodness. Seven hours. Okay. Here we go.
That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Mike Bigham of Motley County for being our guest. In a real live interview. I promise it was me, Coach. Uh, for Ashley Pickle, <laughs> I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Thank you.